So we have editorial content coming up. We do. Uh, this yes. is a brand new wing of all sports are bad. This is a un, this is uncharted territory for us. We have so we're gonna drop a piece hopefully soon. We have to finish up edit, editing issues with it, but. On Medium, we will put out an article about the unwritten rules of baseball. Awesome. So check it out. Like, follow us on Medium. We'll hopefully be able to do more stuff like this in the near future. And, uh, yeah. All sports are bad. A multimedia powerhouse. Hey everybody, this is All Sports Are Bad. I am Patrick on the internet. And I am Jake Whipple. So, um, turns out the uh, Houston Astros uh, are <laughs> sign-stealing on another level. This is a, this is not the first time they've been accused of cheating, I don't think. This is a normal thing for them. <laughs> it happens to them a lot. But yes, uh, so Astros pitcher Mike Fears, it was Fears, yeah? Fires. Fires, that's right. That's Mike Fires. fucking amazing that you got that right. I love it. So It's my, yeah, it's my thing. We literally just <laughs> looked up how to pronounce his name, by the way. <laughs> literally Not five minutes five ago. Minutes ago yeah. <laughs> um, Mike Fires has stated that the uh, Astros ball club used video equipment to steal signs during uh, 2017, the year they won the World Series. Um, and Carson Smith, who pitches for the Red Sox, who they uh, beat in the uh, ALCS that year had some other things to say about it on Twitter. Like notably, like I think specifically one of the things he said was uh, it was weird that there were a bunch of team employees in our dugout who kept looking at the TV that they said quote unquote, wasn't working. That is fucking weird. And then, and then of course there's the uh, viral video of the Danny Farquhar, Evan Gaddis at bat where you could, Every time a change-up sign went down, you could hear the bang-bang of a trash can. Yeah. And that 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 video is damning in yeah. itself. Like, that... Because the speed in which the sign goes down and the bang... And you hear the bang-bang in the background is so lightning quick that, like, there was no organic sign still in there. <laughs> no, that's very... <laughs> this clearly, was, some, there's some sort of electronically aided thing is yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, Fucking wild. Yeah. So I've been trying to figure out, and I haven't... F- I haven't quite gotten a clear idea of this about the um, per the whether or not it's permissible to use an electronic device in a major league baseball dugout, um, like an iPad or something like that. Apparently, it shouldn't be. Yeah, according like because you can use it to cheat. Yeah, and it's weird because it's like, well, everyone wants to have their data out there, and that's great, but it apparently. <laughs> It's it's the this shit is not being used for good. Um, Yeah, I mean, we just look at we look at the way that Houston performed in 2016 to 2017 as far as like strikeouts goes. Their hitters, like they, yeah. Do you want to you want to run those down? Yeah, let's. Marwin Gonzalez went from 22 percent K rate to 19 percent 2017. George Springer went from 24 to 17. That's a that's huge huge drop. That's gigantic. Evan Gaddis. 25 
to 15%. That's insane. This is a, yeah, that's absolutely atrocious. Brian McCann went 6% from 20 to 14. Carlos Correa's is way less egregious than all of theirs. It's I mean, like a 2%, a 2% K rate drop is like, hey, yeah. maybe you stop swinging at bad pitches. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, th- that could be anything. Yeah, but overall, yeah. they went from a 23.4% strikeout rate in 2016 to a 17.3 strikeout rate in 2017. So 6.1%, meaning that if um, previously... So if they had previously struck out... Um, one in every four at-bats, and now they're striking out less than one in every yeah. five. Yeah, it's egregious. And yeah. if you don't think it's egregious, think about how many plate appearances a person takes over the course of a baseball season. So most full-time players are putting out like 600 plate appearances. Yeah. There are nine hitters on every team, plus bench players. <laughs> That's a lot of a fucking... Lot. Six percent is a <laughs> shit ton. <laughs> Six percent is it? Just in case you were like, "Well, this six percent, fuck it." It's a shit ton. Trust me, <laughs> it's a whole fucking bunch. It's a it's a load. Yeah, like I, I don't. So I don't. And like going back to like cause often the uh, often sports talk about how do we integrate this new technology into sports. Like I remember there's a whole deal where the NFL was talking like had a sponsorship deal with Microsoft, so they had mm-hmm. like a Microsoft tablet, and they're like, check out the plays and watch this replay on this Microsoft tablet brought to you by Microsoft. They were really yeah. shoving the Surface tablets <laughs> in our yeah. fucking faces. I think it was 2015, I remember that. Yeah, it was like it was all, everywhere. And um, so it's kind of hard to assume, like, it's kind of hard to be like, well, you can't have those things in a dugout when it has, like, all of your scouting information. Except the other thing you can do is just, I don't know, have an MLB.com subscription and be watching the game, and as the pitcher is getting ready to pitch, there's a center field camera looking right at the fucking guy <laughs> giving the signs, yeah. and you can see them. Yeah. You know? It's wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what, yeah, what's considered cheating at that point? I mean, I think this is, like, hard line, like, hardcore No, this cheating. is clearly, like, it's obvious is... that they were using video equipment to get signs from the catcher and immediately relaying them to the batters. Yeah. Yeah, and are there any thoughts you have of, like, how do you enforce this? What do you do? I don't, what, does baseball, so, what does baseball do, actually, is a good question. What the fuck do you do? I don't know if there's... So here's the thing. Is I don't know if there's anything you really can do. Um, like the yeah. So back in uh, 2017, the Yankees and the Red Sox got into it about... Uh, the Yankees said the Red Sox were stealing signs, and the Red Sox you're said, no, you're stealing signs. Yeah. Um, and both of them were saying... Both teams were saying the other team was doing it electronically with video cameras and shit. And the Yankees... Like, one of the guys in the Yankees actually came out and stated specifically that the Yankees operate under the assumption that every single team they are going up against is using some electronic or otherwise illicit method to try to steal signs. And then I don't know what else you can do besides specifically that. Like, yeah, that's the only way. Assume everyone is cheating, you know? Yeah, assume, assume everyone is finding some kind of unfair advantage. Sequence your signs to the point where <laughs> your sequences are so egregious that, like... <laughs> If you're a new pitcher on the team, you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, but that's, and that's just going to lead to pitchers getting crossed up, catchers getting crossed up. Like, People it's going to make hurt. everything fucking worse. Umpires yeah. taking balls to the face. <laughs> like, it's not great. Yeah. 
The catcher dove over here to, like, dig a fastball out of the dirt from the opposite batter's box, except what the pitcher threw was a uh, fastball right at the umpire's dome. Yeah. (laughs) That's some shit that can happen. I think they can fix it. I think it's just going to take a lot of fucking hires, (laughs) essentially. (laughs) Like, if if they they can take an official and put one in every bullpen. Put yeah. one in every dugout just to make sure no one's cheating. Sure, that guy's gonna hate his fucking job. Oh yeah, endlessly. <laughs> put put a dude in center field just to try and like in the center field stands. I mean, just yeah. to try and like scope out whether or not someone could be cheating in some capacity or in any place in any stadium where electronic cheating can occur. I feel like it's not that egregious, considering that the league makes a trillion fucking dollars <laughs> i mean you know all you have to watch out for is like some guy looking like jack sparrow with his collapsible telescope yeah <laughs> <laughs> although if like that's the situation then you're like all right yeah fair enough the minnesota twins are at it again <laughs> <laughs> well like the thing too is like sign stealing isn't against the rules oh god exactly no. like not no. exactly like there are some people who consider it unethical, but those people are wrong. Oh, like, yeah, those people are bums. I mean, yeah. like, sign stealing is a part of baseball. If you had a runner on second, he's going to steal signs. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. You better, at the very least, you're, if you have a base runner on second, at the very least, you better be tipping location. Yeah. Like, if you're not, if you're not, then you're bad. Yeah, then you're not helping. <laughs> you're bad yeah. at baseball. Yeah. I, you must be a pitcher that got on base somehow. <laughs> and even then, you know how to read signs better than anyone. <laughs> Like one of the things they always taught us in uh, high school when I was playing is if you were catching and you were giving signs to a pitcher, if there was a guy on second, it wasn't the first one or like this one. It was this specific sign in an order of four that yeah. was the one that you were going to use. Yeah, it was like it was number three in the sequence of four. Yeah, yeah, or yeah something yeah. like it's, that. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they can do it. I mean, it's like in 2010 when the Rockies were magically beating people down by ten. And they'd come back and win a game from 2009 to 2010. It was very, very suspicious. The Giants and Cardinals cried about it. Yeah. As Giants and Cardinals do. That's what they do. They cry. <laughs> it's a true story. And, <laughs> but what happened was baseball was like, fine. Uh, t- for 2011, an MLB official will regulate the stupid balls in the humidor. Okay? And it's like, they can't complain about it. No one complained about it ever again. It was... Just dropped. No one yeah. thinks about the fucking humidor anymore. No, nobody even considers. No one cares. Yeah. No one even cares about it. Yeah, baseball could just do that by putting officials in every dugout, every bullpen, yeah. and it just. I hate to be like, oh, we need more cops, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's you not, are well known for your pro it's not, cop stance. It's not yes. great. It's not a great look for me, but. <laughs> It's the only thing I can think of that isn't, like, just, oh, fuck it, who cares? <laughs> it's either that or, oh, fuck it, who cares? I don't know. I Like, here's the thing, is, like, back in the steroid era, everyone's like, oh, steroids are cheating. Like, yeah, but everyone's cheating, so maybe right. just be better at cheating. Right. You no. Know? See, <laughs> <laughs> this, is where, this is where we differ on this one. The steroid era was, like, league-wide systemic cheating, and it wasn't necessarily cheating, it was just people trying to get their numbers up because they had to, and because Bud Selig really wanted them to. (laughs) Rob Manfred does not want this shit happening at all. 
Yeah. Like he gets so, there's no improvement value in the league where where someone's stealing signs. You know what I mean? Whereas the steroid era, a lot of people make a lot of money off of dudes hitting like eight thousand home runs. That's true. That's a good point. Like, um, that was a systemic drug epidemic. And this is just the Astros being shitty and probably all the other teams too in their own specific ways. Actually, maybe this is why no free agents get signed anymore is because everyone's trying to budget for their <laughs> sign-stealing crew. God. <laughs> I'm not excited for this uh, for this, for this offseason. It's going right to be now. very stupid. There's no good free agents out there, and the ones who are are going to get no actual offers. Rundown's out there. Just won a fucking World Series. He's gonna, he's gonna sign for like one year and three million dollars for like the fucking <laughs> Rangers. That's not bad for the Rangers. <laughs> I'm like I'm like oh yeah that could happen. Run down to the Rangers. Uh, yeah, and then the Rangers are gonna DFA him because they're not trying to win any games. Quick segue. Jerry Depoto is shopping Hanniger. Why? You know why? I know. I know why. Um, yeah, he's shopping him because he lost the trade for Hanniger now. Because <laughs> yeah. turns out the guy he traded is really, <laughs> really, awesome. really good. Maybe we should have kept Kettle Marte. <laughs> turns out, maybe. Um, God, fuck, fuck that guy. I know, I'm heavily invested in the Mariners all of a sudden. You'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so no, baseball fucking, is dumb. Baseball's really fucking stupid, and I hate it. Like... And I actually kind of appreciate Fires. So one of the reasons Fires gave for uh, why he brought this up is he was, according to him, and like you got to take the man at his word for this because I don't know if it's true or not. But he was he said he was upset that you had young players coming up and then throwing at uh, Astros hitters and getting rocked because the Astros are stealing their their uh, pitch signs. Yeah. And these guys are then getting sent right the fuck back down to, like, double-A ball or whatever. And right that was their shot. And instead of getting a real shot to show what they could do, somebody just knew what they were going to throw ahead of time through means that are illegal. And now they're done. Like, that's it. They got their chance. They blew it. Yeah. Through no fault of their own. And now it's over. Their career, Their whole career is over. Yeah. I like Mike Fires. I think that what he's doing is actually heroic and i think there's the saddest part about this whole scenario is that like not nearly enough people give a shit and that has more to do with the status of baseball than anything but mike fires is coming out as a whistleblower essentially yeah and he's facing odds where it just seems like most baseball fans and more most sports fans in general are just going to question his integrity and he's not doing this for himself he could just be quiet, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, he could very easily just sit there and not say anything at all. Yeah, and not and not endure the punishment he's about to endure going into this season for the Oakland A's. Oof. Who they don't get a lot of fan support, so basically he's gonna be at home, no one's there, on the road, people are gonna shit on him. Yeah. For for quote unquote attacking the game. I did air quotes. I, I mean, that's our thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mispronounce names. You do uh, hand gestures. I, I, I assume there's a camera on me. Which doesn't exist. Sometimes there is, though. What's the... Uh, who's the guy who has, like, his radio show is also broadcast live on, like, FS4 or whatever? Are you talking about... 
Wait, that's a lot of people have their radio show broadcasted. Uh, Mike Francesca, who Ew. recently farted <laughs> on his podcast by accident. It was funny. Jesus Romero <laughs> covered it. It was funny. Right. I, I missed. I missed that. Mike Francesca is fucking awful, but that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's like eighty. <laughs> And he does a show for like six hours a day. At some point, he's going to fart. There's just, <laughs> <laughs> just science and math happening before our eyes and someone's noses. <laughs> Ew. Whatever, dude. Yeah. We, were, we were due for a fart joke. It's been months. <laughs> I don't know. Are you talking about me farting on air? Because it's only been a few minutes. All right. Well, I didn't know you did that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, speaking of other things besides Mike Fires that uh, probably no one thinks or cares about, are you familiar with Trent Williams? Uh, kind of, sorta. Yeah. So Trent Williams is a f- uh, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman for the Washington Football Racists. Um, and he has been placed on the non-football injury list. Um, the NFI is what I'm going to call that from here on out. And the reason he is on the NFI is because he has cancer in his head. Fuck. Um, so Trent Williams started asking about this, what he saw as a weird growth on his scalp in approximately 2015, 2016, and actually made several requests to have it looked at by uh, team doctors and training staff members, and actually even asked to have it removed during other surgeries he was getting yeah. for athletic injuries, like a surgery on his thumb. He was like, hey, can you just like take this out too? Surgery on his knee. He's like, can you take this out too? And they, and they, just, they were just like, no, it doesn't need to be done. Doesn't doesn't need to happen. Doesn't need to be taken care of. So, just every single time, Washington said no. And... Uh, January 2019, so the first month of this year, uh, Williams went to a third-party doctor and had the this growth on his scalp biopsied, discovered it was cancerous, and then had surgery to have it removed. Um, That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, when he got to training camp this year, he uh, had some discomfort putting his helmet on. Um, because he had recently had a cancerous lump removed from his head. Mm-hmm. Um, and in response, uh, the Washington football idiots uh, failed him on his physical, which made him ineligible to play. For saying, he they failed him on his physical and made him ineligible for simply being like, oh, like this hurts to put my helmet on. Mm-hmm. Can we come up with a different situation can that is correct fucking bandage or pad on it uh their official reasoning is could not comfortably wear uh required equipment okay yeah fuck okay (laughs) (laughs) um so now that williams has been nfi'd that means that Washington is not going to pay him his contractual salary this year and he is real pissed about it so they're not going to pay him his salary they're probably not covering his medical they are not no they have they have requested a third-party investigator to look into uh his medical care about you know having cancer um 
Which, according to Williams, Dan Snyder actually flew him to his cancer treatment personally, and now the team is trying to nickel and dime him about the after effects of that treatment. Um, he's like, and he's also like had a lot to say that he's this. So he's only ever played for Washington. Yeah. Um, and he's a good player. Like he's not like an all timer. He's probably not a Hall of Famer. Like he's nothing. He's not like a special player, but he's a good player. Yeah. And um. He, at one point this year, asked Bruce Allen to either extend his contract so that he would only ever play in Washington, or trade him to someone else who would give him an amount of money that valued his uh, contribution to the team. Bruce Allen just said no to both, and then gave him the middle finger, and then now they're fucking with, like, his recovery from... I can't, and I cannot... Like, really cannot hit this point hard enough. His recovery <laughs> from cancer. Literal cancer. Literal cancer. Because, um, like, the thing about this is it's a really interesting uh, point to hit about something you and I like to talk about a lot, which is discussing athletes as, like, actual real people yeah. as opposed to, like, cogs in some sort of athletic machine that creates entertainment for us. Yeah. It's like, and this is a, an employee that has worked for you. And you are responsible for his health. Yeah. Literally. That's why you have a medical staff. Yeah. That's why yeah. you have a training staff. A whole medical staff. You oh, have an entire... Action, you like, put... You sink... I wouldn't... I shouldn't say the word sink. You... You spend... <laughs> <laughs> sink uh, is bad. Sink's a bad. Sink's a sink, shitty sink's fucking word to use. Yeah. Yeah. You spend a ton of money to make sure that these people are healthy. Who work for you. And if you're one of the owners, make you more of a billionaire unfortunately yeah and it's your responsibility to at the least keep the people who are putting their bodies on the line healthy yeah well i think that a lot of a lot of sports fans sort of imagine that the medical facilities and uh personnel available to them as professional athletes are like somehow magically far beyond anything that something right. like what you or I could ever get. And I don't think that's necessarily untrue, at least as much as there are orthopedic spe- specialists on hand, there are like there are real like specialists on hand for them at all times. But these are also people who are not uh, beholden to the athletes, they are beholden to the team. They are beholden to the franchise. And what that franchise wants is to get people back out on the field. Right. You know, the goal is not so much to make sure that someone is 100% healthy. It is to get that person healthy enough to play football or play basketball or play baseball, play soccer, whatever it is. Like, this isn't like we're harping on an NFL player here, but it's not just true in the NFL. It's true. This this particular problem is true across all sport. Yeah. You know, like. And you can see that with, like, someone... Like, we all remember what happened to Kevin Durant last year, right? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> like, Kevin Durant had a calf injury that turned into a torn Achilles because he was cleared to play by a medical staff. Yeah, that, now, that shouldn't have cleared him. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, they probably shouldn't have. I mean, Kevin Durant was, according to what... KD has to say about his own treatment, and I respect his own opinion. He was given the option, like, you could play or could not play. The question of whether or not he was told the full extent of the conse- what possible consequences of playing, up in the air. But 
there's no there's no way to know for sure, and he yeah. doesn't seem to hold a particular grudge. He just yeah. seems to think that like shit happens, yeah. which is fair. Like that's not unreasonable. I I think so. I'm only gonna go with this KD stuff really quick, and then yeah. let you go back to uh, talking to us about Trent Williams. But I think KD's protecting his own quote unquote hardness, um, his perception. I think that he really did want to know the full extent of what could happen if he played. I think that these two injuries were connected, and I think the Warriors training staff fucked up. I think that's probably true. Fired, but that's not the situation that we live in. (laughs) Kevin Durant doesn't want to try and admit that he try and look like he's soft, which is unfortunate. But that's what I think is happening there. And continue. Well, but so to stick. Actually, let's stick with that for a second. Because it's also worth know- worth noting that uh, KD was believed by pretty much everyone in the league, and the Warriors executive uh, staff included their whole C-suite, to be ready to just bail on the team. They all knew he was gone. Everyone we knew, all, he, was we all gone. knew he was gone. <laughs> so they have no incentive to protect his health. No, they don't. Like, if he goes out there and he doesn't get hurt and he succeeds... He produces for them, and he's gone next year. Right. If he goes out there and he does get hurt, doesn't matter. He's not right. coming back. Like it does. It just does. It does not matter to them one way or yeah. the other whether or not he gets hurt. Yeah. Which is pretty fucked up. It's pretty crazy. Because <laughs> it was like when when their training staff was was literally crying tears in a press conference. I didn't buy it. Oh, not for a second. Not for one fucking second. I know there are a lot of Warriors fans that listen to this, and like, organization's kind of shitty for that one. Yeah, like <laughs> I like I will believe that one guy who was told he was directly responsible for Durant's medical care was upset that his advice was detrimental yeah. to a player. I, I'll buy that. I'll buy that he knew he did the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. After the fact, like he gambled with someone's with someone's career and someone's health and. Lost. Yeah. You know what I don't buy is that Joe Lacob gives a shit. Joe Lacob gives zero shits. It's one of the. It's this thing where like, so to go back to Trent Williams, for Washington football, it doesn't help them to take care of Trent Williams. Like no. it doesn't make their team better. Actually, he's a good offensive lineman. The guy they're going to place him with is worse. So not having him on the field makes them worse. Yeah, that's the end beginning and end of the story. Um. So for them to even begin to look into when he's like, I have this weird growth on my head, and you think, hey, this might be cancerous, but if it's not life-threatening, and it actually never was. Like, that's, the, that's, mm-hmm. that's another thing we should also mention here is, like, he was never, he did not have a life-threatening cancer. He had a slow-growth uh, cancer that um, was removed with surgery and uh, short-round treatments, you know. Um, but for the team... For them to not treat it made more sense than to treat it and not have a guy on their roster, right? It's a terrible system. Yeah, it's a bad system. Like, it made more sense for them to, like, not even to ignore treating, but to not even find out that he had, again, really want to hammer this home, cancer. Literal cancer. Literal cancer. Um... Than it was to find out and treat it. Like, it didn't... Nothing advanced their objectives 
to helping this man get better, even though they are contractually obligated to provide him medical care. Right. Which is actually the whole basis of asking for a third-party investigator, is that the uh, Washington football racists are supposed to provide medical care for Trent Williams, and then he got external medical care to, again, get treated for, I'm going to say this again, focus on this word, cancer. Literal cancer. Literal cancer. And, like, this isn't the first, like, and with Washington, this isn't even the first time. Like, uh, they had, you remember Robert Griffin III, I am sure. Yeah. From one of the most electric rookie seasons I've ever seen a young quarterback have. Yeah. And then his whole leg exploded. Because Mike Shanahan wanted it to. (laughs) Literally, quite literally, RG3 came to him saying, I don't think we should be focusing on me being mobile right now. We should go to a more conservative play calling mm-hmm. situation. To which Mike Shanahan said, Ha ha, fuck you. I didn't draft you. I don't care. And then destroyed his career yes. forever. Um, yeah, so RG3's leg, leg exploded while trying to do some mobile quarterback stuff. Shit that he didn't want to do. Because his do. leg was not feeling good. He was, he was not, not confident in the health of his legs. Yeah. And then um, he was evaluated by the Washington medical staff. And told he was cleared to play, sent back out onto the field, and then his leg exploded a second, even worse time. And now, like, that's all anyone remembers about RG3 is that his knees blew up, Mm -hmm. and that was it for him. He now backs up Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. He he had to face the Legion of Boom in their prime. Yeah. Literally... was the last game that he played as like a healthy not even he wasn't even healthy but (laughs) it was the last game that he played in 2012 was against seattle yeah probably in seattle uh no it was it was in washington okay um and alert the part of the reason i know that is because there was a lot of analysis talking about how poorly washington also takes care of their field ah yeah um so it's not even just that their medical staff sucks it's that the guys who are literally in charge of keeping the field in playable condition are not very good at doing that. That checks out. Yeah. Niners played Washington after it had rained, and no one could score. Yeah. It was 9 nothing Because that that field is <laughs> fucking garbage. It's terrible. Everyone was just full of mud. It was gross. Yeah, yeah it was a terrible. I watched like 10 minutes of that game. So, and the other, so, and just to finish off dunking on the Washington shitbirds, they're also in charge currently of Colt McCoy, who is not, like, he's not good. He had a nice college career. Yeah. Like, he's he's a a decent backup quarterback. He was a long shot to begin with. Yeah, he's fine. Short quarterback. Like, they, late, late first back in the day. Yeah, pretty, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. He seems like a nice enough guy. He's never done anything shitty that I know of. Yeah. He's just a backup quarterback who's been floating around the league mm-hmm. since he got drafted. Good, which, you know, good for him. Um, he got his leg pretty horribly broken at some point, and then Washington was in charge of his medical care. He has had three, maybe four surgeries on that same injury, Fuck. and then showed up to training camp still limping on it because they couldn't get him ready to play. That's fucking crazy. That's. I don't want to say, like, 
it's a little rude to say it's just a broken bone, but in terms of like athletic injuries and how you treat them, mm-hmm. it's just a broken bone. Right. Like, you set it, you heal it, you make sure it's healthy, and once you're certain that everything is stable and repaired, you send the motherfucker back out there. Yeah. That's all, like, it's not, it's not fucking complicated. So in the scenario, Washington's just not putting their training staff is not putting the proper care into athletes they don't think will pay off for them. I don't even think it's athletes they don't think will pay off for them. Oh, they're I just think... border. They're just, an, they're just inept on all fronts. I think so. And okay. like, so there's a so there's another like underlying issue here that I like. I want to touch on this, but I don't know how much I have to really get into it. Is this idea of like toughness in sports? Yeah. Do you remember like you watched you ever watch King of the Hill? Of course. You remember uh, when Bobby's on the football team and the coach keeps te- yelling at him to take a salt tablet? Yeah. yeah. Like that's a real like that's actually a real thing. Like that's a parody and it's supposed to be funny, but that mentality is very real. That like what you should do is play through things. Right. You should show up even though you're hurt and be mm-hmm. ready to go even though you're hurt. Yeah. And, like, there's this idea of playing through shit that is really encouraged by coaching staffs, even medical staffs, I think. Ownership. Um, yeah, everybody. Yeah. They think that you should just go through it. And then you get, like, and I think that's probably part of what informed uh, KD's decision to play in the NBA Finals. Oh, is for like, sure. He you believed can be a he, hero. Yeah. You have to play through it. You're going to be a hero. Well, because everyone was clowning him for going to the Warriors in the first place. Oh, yeah. And he wanted to prove he was above and beyond that. So he went and did a thing that was ill-advised, and his training staff kind of just opened the door for him. They just let him, him do it. <laughs> they like, oh, yeah, they I mean, opened yeah, okay. the door for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's like a lot of like players and lore who are known for playing injured, like Ronnie Lott cut off his own finger. Yep, I remember that. Rob uh, Nen pitched through a World Series in 2002 with, like, a blown rotator cuff. Uh, Kurt Schilling's bloody sock game. Right, yeah. Um, Except that guy's terrible. Yeah, fuck Kurt Schilling, <laughs> but still. But still, yeah. <laughs> the principle in general, yeah. Kurt Gibson uh, hitting a home run on one leg. On two bad legs, said, yeah. said fucking what's-his-name. <laughs> Kurt, was it Kirk Gibson? I bet it was Kirk Gibson. No, no, no. It was uh, Vince Scully is what I meant. Ah. So that was the call. On two bad legs. This is a poor Vince Kurt Scully impersonation. Kirk Gibson. Gibson. On two bad legs. Now, it's getting worse, it's actually. It's not great. <laughs> like, well, the, yeah. well, there's MJ, like, and there's Michael Jordan's flu game. Yeah. Like. Showing up with the, like, like, here's the flu, and he's playing anyway, and he scored 44 points. Yeah. Or fucking whatever it was. I don't remember, honestly. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick in 2013, it's negative 15 in Lambo or whatever the fuck. Yeah. He's, like, going sleepless. Yeah. And, like, everyone's like, hey, maybe wear sleeves. No, he wants to, he wants to be tough. Because hmm? that's, that's something that we value for no reason. It's <laughs> just being tough. Yeah, and, like... Here's and here's the thing, and this is not normally what we would say on this podcast, but part of that is fucking on those guys. Yeah, you know, like well, K- I mean, the mentality 
comes from somewhere. Yeah, it's it's a cult, like it's a whole top down cultural thing, right? You know, and but like athletes have so bought into it, and they're yeah. policed. They're actually policed by their teammates on it. You know, like mm-hmm. some fucking third string running back might be like, "Oh, you ain't so tough." To the star quarterback, and if the thing is that they have like a scratch on their throwing finger, which mm-hmm. is actually not helping them grip a football, they're going to be judged by people because they think, oh, it's just a scratch, yeah. even though that scratch means they can't put the ball where it needs to go. Yeah. You know? I mean, and like fan perception comes into that whole thing and mm-hmm. like the way that the media machine will, will, they will criticize you if they perceive you as soft. Yeah, yeah. All, all of that comes into play. Like the players will make these terrible decisions because they feel like they have to. Like their brand is on the line. If they don't, if well, Colin Kaepernick doesn't go out there without sleeves <laughs> to to beat the fucking Packers in the playoffs. By the way, not. <laughs> Did not he important. turn it into a commercial? Because I can imagine the commercial. I can also imagine the commercial where KD doesn't tear his Achilles. That would be wonderful. They said I was too hurt, and then shut, like cut to him crossing the ball over a couple of times. They said I couldn't do it. Dribble, dribble, dribble. They said it would never work out for me. Swish! Well, I showed them. Yeah. Nike. It's all that. It's, it's yeah. that. That's what it is. Like... It's it's a fucking commercial. It's all it's all just the marketing and trying to prove yourself to people who are never going to think that who are going to doubt you no matter what because it's sports and like sports fans are shitty. Read the comment section anywhere. <laughs> sports fans are garbage. No, Alternate like, take: Don't do that. Yeah, I wish that <laughs> I wish that athletes would just never listen to fans ever. Like, who gives a shit what fans want? No, it's true. Because like, <laughs> really, like, what we fun. want is fucking Kurt Gibson, right? Like, what yeah. we want is like the guy who walks up to the bat and fucking, I don't know, nineteen seventies Joe Buck is like, look at this bravery, this man, <laughs> Joe Buck Senior, <laughs> hitting baseballs, even though he has an injury and a home run, <laughs> fantastic. Couldn't we go with the Vin Scully on two bad legs? <laughs> I guess not great. Not great. All right. Mine was funnier. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I'll work on um, my Vin Scully. <laughs> I, I actually would really like it if you did. <laughs> it's, just, it's actually miserable. I would really would appreciate it if you didn't do that one again. <laughs> No. Uh, <laughs> Noted. Yeah. yeah. But, like, the fucking problem is, like, way more players go through the Kevin Durant avenue of trying to play through an injury and making yeah. it worse than go through the Kirk Gibson avenue of, like, hitting a clutch home run even though you're injured. Yeah. Like, the truth is, and, like, the real truth is, not the fun truth about Kevin Durant's and Kirk Gibson's and, like, all these people, is that... The guys who are really playing through injuries most days are guys who barely have a slot on the roster, who are playing on minimum contracts, yeah. who don't have, like, they're not locked in, like, they're not protected. 
So they have to play through things like this. They have to play through like this massive fucking expanding bruise on their hamstring or whatever. Because if they don't, they're just going to get cut, you know? And those like those are the people who really suffer. It's not it's not like some superstar is like, "Oh, I hurt my ankle." And then they show up and like play three minutes in a finals game and score four points. And it was like, they really helped. No, it's like some guy who all they do is they're on the hands team. Yeah. That's it. That's their only job. And if they're not available for the hands team, well, someone else will be. Right. Yeah, someone on special teams who gets fucking hit because most of special teams is just... Just like someone's smacking into you really hard. At At full speed with a 50 (laughs) yard head start. The fucking dumbest thing is special teams. (laughs) It's so stupid. I can deal with the fucking field goals. I just. Punts and kickoffs are so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Just start them at the fucking 20. I don't want to fucking see a kickoff. I don't like. Punts, fine, I guess, but you got to make some rules to keep people safe. That would be nice. Yeah, it's a ridiculous, ridiculous part of the game. Anyway, this brought us to our real point of this whole podcast. Eliminate kickoffs. They suck. Yeah. I mean, they kind of did eliminate kickoffs, but every once in a while you get a motherfucker who's like deep in the end zone who's like, I'm running it back. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh my god. And then they get blown up on the 10. Right. <laughs> it's just like, never fucking run it out. Eliminate, never run it out. Eliminate kickoffs. Eliminate the kickoff completely. Keep punts. Punts are fine. I'm okay with punts. Punts are fucking horrifying, but that's that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that next week. Fuck this whole pressure that people put on hurt players to go and... Prove hurt themselves. Them. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't even, like... Yeah, I guess prove themselves is the right word. Like, that wasn't where I was going, but yeah, I think you're right. To They have to prove themselves, because they're injured now. So that's... Great. It's another shitty thing we've all done to everybody. That beer really wanted to be in that. Yeah, I noticed. Like, Jesus. You held on. I respect it. You were, <laughs> you were tough. You were tough. Real tough. <laughs> Even despite your dislocated shoulder and your torn hamstring, also you cut. (laughs) Also you cut because I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna murder you, beer. (laughs) You don't have any fluid left in you, so. Oh, you do, but you won't soon. (laughs) Unfortunately for you, beer. Oh man. What do you think? Like. Do you have anything you want to offer on that? Like, I've just... I get mad about this idea of toughness. On the overall like arcing thing of toughness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's dumb. I mean, one of my favorite pitchers I mentioned earlier, Rob Nen, mm-hmm. pitched through a World Series with a blown rotator cuff. He was like 33. He had... And he had way more gas in the tank because it was the steroid era. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, like, he could have gone until he, he was He would have been fine. Yeah, no, And it was just like... He pitched to prove he was tough and to prove that he cared about his team when it's like Rob Nen, you like you an amazing closer, like throughout the all of the late nineties, you don't need to prove yourself anymore. You already won a World Series with the Marlins. Fuck. Like <laughs> that's weird enough as it is. Question. Do you if you win a World Series with the Mar with the Marlins, does it count? 
That, yeah. Oh, it counts more than all the other World Series. Because those guys are motherfucking trying to lose. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, question answer. <laughs> the Giants... Five years after he won a World Series with the Marlins in 97, he was... He had been on the Giants for a while. They were trying to win and didn't win. (laughs) And lost to Troy Gloss and the Angels, which I'm not mad about anymore because of 2010. What happened in 2010? The Giants won the World Series. (laughs) I knew I would regret asking. They beat the Texas Rangers. It was great. But no, this whole whole concept of like a lot of players that I like have been hurt because of it. Garrison Hurst, I believe, came back too early against the Atlanta Falcons and hurt himself in 1998. Like, first first play off the bat. Yeah. Came back too early. I mean, we lose to the Falcons. The Falcons go to the Super Bowl. That's whatever. But Garrison Hurst was gone for three years because of that. Yeah. Like it's too bad you didn't you didn't get to go to the nineteen ninety eight Super Bowl. And I know get blown and then, up by the Denver Broncos. You think Steve Young was gonna lose to John Elway? I mean, you lost to uh, the Atlanta Falcons because our running back was dead. <laughs> we had Terrell Owens. We had Terrell Davis. We had Jerry Rice, and, and he was we still had Shannon okay. Sharp. I used to take. Hang on, we have Sharp. to have a fight about who would hypothetically win a Super Bowl in 1998 between the Niners and the Broncos. The Niners would win because no, Steve it was Young. clearly the Broncos. No, the Niners would win because Steve John Young. fucking Elway, mobile fucking quarterback, <laughs> the guy who replaced Joe Montana. Who, by the I'm way, I'm sorry, John you... Elway invented the mo- mobile quarterback. The guy who replaced Joe Montana, who, by the way, used to routinely own. The Denver Broncos. This is literally one of those things. You just Joe Montana owned the Denver Broncos. And then Steve Young owned Joe Montana. By transitive property, Steve Young would own John Elway. No, wrong. <laughs> that isn't how sports works, but it's how I want it to work. Ed right McCaffrey, now Rod Smith, and Shannon Sharp, and Terrell Davis. We had Merton the ch- Hanks, he, the the chicken dance. That guy? Remember the chicken dance guy? I'm sorry, this man's name is Merton Hanks. Merton Hanks is a very strong name. Merton. Very strong. Hanks. Merton. Spell like it. Tom Hanks. M-E-R-T-E-N-O-N. Come on. Merton. Get it together. Merton. Hanks. Um, who else did we have on that team? We were a little bit thin because the NFC West was <laughs> garbage. It was pre-Seahawks. All we had to do was beat the Saints. <laughs> That's so easy. Sorry, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when the NFC West was like the Niners, the Saints, the Cardinals, and like the Rams? No. Half of those teams aren't in the West. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, God. They they basically set it up so the Niners could win all the time, no matter what. The point is, we would have punted you into the sun. It's not true, though. Steve Young would have won. We beat Brett Favre at some point in that season. <laughs> Beating Brett Favre was really hard. I guess you guys did that the year before, didn't you? Yeah, no, in the Super Bowl, Literally actually. in the Super Bowl, huh? Mm. I guess we would have lost Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take an L. Uh, 
on behalf of Niners Nation, I'm, I apologize <laughs> to everyone who had to hear that. Uh, on behalf of Broncos Nation, I didn't actually do anything. I just said facts. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's a lot of... The hubris here is... You know what? That's fine. That's fine. Hey, man, my team is really bad this year, and yours is very good, so why don't you go ahead and take the W this year while you can? <laughs> but I want the one from 1998. <laughs> <laughs> At least I gained something out of that. <laughs> it's always going to be an L <laughs> in history. Now, if you end up winning a Super Bowl this year, I'm going to hear about it for a full year. So A year? You think it's going to be a year? Five years! At, le- <laughs> at no, least, at least half a decade three. of me saying... Definitely at least three. At least half a decade. I'm still oh, bragging yeah. about the title from 94. We beat the Chargers. No one cares. I care! <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about, like, who cares? Like, there's a list of, like... Like, literally a cascading spreadsheet, or, like, a list of, like... Okay, who would care... I care. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you ever heard of Don Cherry? Yeah, he uh, wears suits and says terrible things. Yeah, saying is... I'm understating that. Yeah. Let me... He wears terrible suits and he yells dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, he's fired. Um, he was working for uh, Sportsnet. Sportsnet. Yeah. That's a uh, Canadian broadcasting concern. Yeah. Which, by the way... Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, Hockey Night in Canada. One of the institutions Which is institutions like football night North- in America, but for hockey, well, they instead of football, it. instead of like we America co- and Canada. We actually copied them on that. Hockey Night in Canada is an institution. It's been there forever, yeah. We decided, or like, NBC was like, hey, fuck it, let's call our fucking Sunday night football thing football night in america and i was like don't you think that's like shamelessly copying the canadians yeah fuck you and then that was how they did it <laughs> <laughs> but hockey night in canada was the original well, that's some poetic justice actually because yeah. don cherry who has been a uh, long time host of hockey night in canada is fired now yes um he is fired because uh he went on a rant for it's essentially the Canadian version of remembrance of Veterans Day. They call it Remembrance Day. Yeah. Um, where you, ideally, I guess you wear a poppy on your lapel. Yeah, you buy a poppy for a dollar, and the money goes to uh, helping veterans. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he decided he was upset that not enough people were wearing poppies on his way right. to work. So he. Ranted about you people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm as a person of color in America. I'm very aware of you people. <laughs> you people. <laughs> I'm very aware of. I, I I'm familiar with the term. Is what I should say. Yeah. And um, I apologize specifically to Patrick for what I'm about to do. And I apologize also to our Are listeners. You, you people, me? No, I apologize okay. also to our listeners because you're not going to be able to see this because what Don Cherry did was punctuate every you by point- pointing, which meant he went, You people! At the camera. You! He's pointing are directly at bad. me. Bad! You! You are the bad you! I feel the racism you. emanating. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not great! Yeah. <laughs> it's not great! Um, 
Sorry about that, by the way. It's okay. Uh, you had to visually prove a point to me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, I was just I was trying to like really invest myself right, in the no, point you I were, was trying to make. It's like method acting. Yeah. Yeah, I get yeah. You know no one ever method acts when they play a nice person. <laughs> yeah, Robert Pattinson said that like <laughs> today, I think. Yeah, no, one, like no one ever says like really pleasant. Like, oh, sorry, I'm method acting. <laughs> no, it's always like I'm being a huge dick. Also, I'm method acting. <laughs> Fuck your mother. <laughs> oh, we went off track again. Yeah. Anyway, Don Cherry can suck a dick. Um, not a great dude. No. Um, so he's been fired. Um. But here's the fun part about that, is that Don Cherry has said a bunch of shit that is as bad or worse than that. I want to hear some of A this. lot. As someone who doesn't necessarily want to hear it, I want to hear it. <laughs> All right. Well, thankfully, I wrote a list. Okay. So, number one. Uh, Don Cherry once said that every time someone watching hockey is injured by a puck that goes into the crowd, it's because it's, quote, some woman yapping away. That's literally how a person gets hit by a puck that's going a billion miles an hour. Yep, it's because, because it's some, some woman is just yapping away. Incredible, incredible. Okay. Instead of paying attention to the game or some shit. Or just, you know, unfortunate circumstances that hurt people. Mm -hmm. because or maybe raise the glass i don't fucking know <laughs> right so the second one is actually possibly my favorite not because it's like <laughs> somehow really poetic or anything but i just i the context of it is so phenomenal mm -hmm. <laughs> um so don cherry was a major endorser of former toronto mayor rob ford i'm aware of i'm aware of uh human real life tommy boy yeah yeah no he's very fun uh you might remember you uh you people <laughs> yeah me, me people might remember um sorry i, I apologize <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so everyone else might remember uh rob ford for the time that video of him being the mayor and also smoking crack, yeah, uh, was released. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and uh, 2012 was a wild ass year. <laughs> and uh, Don Cherry was a huge endorser of Rob Ford and told everyone at his inauguration to stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, which oh god, That's like just fucking weird. Very poetic. So what I w would like to know is, did Don Cherry smoke crack with Rob Ford? It's possible. I mean, R.I.P. Rob Ford, right? I mean, homie, yeah, no, homie he's dead. He is dead. <laughs> <laughs> homie is very dead. Uh, yeah. Well... Uh, Don Cherry also uh, often used the phrase left-wing pinkos and liked to call people commies. Uh, I don't know why. You know what's weird about this Canadian man? is like, this is all, like, white American shit. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in a socialist nation, like, that's supposed to be, like, happy and cool. Why is he, like... 
why is he going in on this like <laughs> I don't know. On like white white Republican ideologies. I don't know. What does that even get him where he's from? <laughs> uh, I mean, he was 85 and hosting Hockey Night in Canada. I guess he's like the real life version of Hank Hill's dad. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, look at him. Like, <laughs> uh, no, no, he was uh, so he was racist against literally every single ethnicity and nationality that is not white Canadians. Mm-hmm. Um, Including some other Canadians, like every single person who lives in Quebec, mm-hmm. and anyone who is French Canadian, and he also like really hated the Swedish for some reason. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who hates the Swedish people? I don't know. I don't understand it. He like he kept calling all the Swedish hockey players dirty Swedes. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He's bad. It's like if you took every single white baseball player and you're like, except for those dirty Iowans. Well, you know, the Iowans are always a uh, bunting. I, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, again, he's, you know, he's just a racist. Like he's obviously yeah. just a racist. Um, at one point. So, it turns out Don Cherry actually used to be a coach in the NHL. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he had former players who were former enforcers, uh, men who were employed not because they had any sort of hockey ability, but because they would go punch guys in the brain for, you know, doing something wrong. Like, whatever the hockey fighting thing is, I'm not going to pretend to know what it is. Yeah, Um, Ty Domi. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, some of those guys ended up saying, hey, fighting in hockey is bad. I have brain damage. Also, I have a substance abuse problem. It's not great. My life sucks. Yeah. So he called them a bunch of pukes and turncoats. Wow. Um, and then they uh, were about to sue him for defamation. So this is the only thing he's ever apologized for. Of this whole list. He's doubled down on every single other thing. Especially the you people part. Yeah. If you were wondering. He seems like a guy who says you people a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, and then I also heard a lot of commentators talking about his, like, homophobia and, like, anti-gay stuff. And I couldn't find any specific examples. I believe it already. Yeah. I believe it it from a mile away. It's just like him being literally on Hockey Night in America doing like lisping and like exaggerated gestures to like... Oh shit. Very extreme like what if a frat bro made fun of a gay man? Right. You know, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing. Yikes. So Don Cherry getting fired is great. I'm very for it. I'm yeah. I'm a big fan. This guy fucking sucks. No, fuck this dude. He's terrible. Um, Evander Kane um, put something up on Instagram in August about like sort of institutional racism of hockey, where like he showed up in uh, in actually my hometown, uh, Denver, which whoever did this in Denver, I will fucking find you, um, and told like someone yelled at him to stick to basketball. 
Fuck. Because he's a black hockey player. Like, fuck you. Like, no. Wrong. Incorrect. And Don Cherry is, like, the old guard for this shit. Like, hockey yeah. racism is a real deal. Like, to be against every other nationality, to be, like, so insular and so protective of this sport that you don't have to do any of these things. Like, hockey is just like anything else where you have a, a playing surface and an objective, and anyone who is good at it should be good at it. Except hockey has been policing the people who are allowed to be good at it for a long time. Yeah. Because it's been deeply... And I imagine this is sort of where um, Cherry's anti-Swedish and anti-Russian shit comes in. It's been like very Northern European and white for a long mm-hmm. time. So they've just built these divisions that are really hyper-nationalistic. Yeah. That are really anti-anyone who's not us, who's not our side of these things. And because that... Imagine that baseball itself started to occur as a hyper-regional sport in America Mm -hmm. and then slowly conglomerated itself into a major corporation. Hockey started to do that internationally across sort of the Northern Hemisphere in Sweden, in Canada, in Russia, in Finland, and all these places. And uh, coagulating, they started to build barriers because... The groups that they existed in were large enough for them to just defend themselves against all others. I don't know. Like, the race, like, the endemic racism of hockey is all about protecting this very specific style of culture where anytime. Because actually, Canada in and of itself is actually a fairly diverse country. Incredibly like, diverse. Every, every big city is chock full of PSCs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like Calgary has a huge Filipino population. Yeah. Uh, every big city. Like, like fucking people are out there canceling Sportsnet for firing Don Cherry. What? Why? <laughs> uh, because... What the fuck else are you... Hold on, time out. Hold on, time out. If you're a Canadian living in like Prince Albert, Saskatchewan or wherever the fuck, I want to like, what the fuck else are you going to watch? Riddle me that, Batman. Are you gonna watch? Are you gonna watch American sports? There are people of color. In <laughs> Lots of them. Actually, I don't think you're gonna enjoy it as much as you want as you think you are when you're like, you know what? I'm gonna be a baseball fan now. And then you look and see that like most of the team is like Latino. <laughs> so <laughs> slow your roll on that dumb dumb shit. <laughs> or do it because that'd be great. Like baseball needs the viewers actually. And uh, more exposure for people of color. Actually, technically, yes. Come over. <laughs> watch watch our sports. Watch more baseball. Watch more baseball. Watch more basketball. Watch more... More or less NFL. <laughs> Depending on how you want to divide that. Yeah. Fuck Don Cherry. Don Cherry sucks. Don Cherry's a bum. Uh, he's... He... I feel like he's one of those public figures that, like says a lot of wild shit and realize that that gets him traction, so he just continued to say wild shit. Want to do some hype drags? Yeah. Who would you like to drag? Oh, I get to go right now? Oh, yeah. You're uh, up. I want to drag the San Francisco Giants front office. Isn't that your team? It is my team now and forever. 
Mmm. Are they bad? The front office is a garbage fire. <laughs> <laughs> when I say that the Giants are my team now and forever, let me preface this. It's that because Willie Mays isn't Larry Bear. Larry Bear does not represent Willie Mays. The spirit of like the San Francisco Giants baseball as a whole is not indicative or the the ownership is not indicative of the spirit of San Francisco Giants baseball overall. Um, but I will say, the Giants organization is trash. Um, the owners are trash. Uh, the people managing it are trash. Uh, Farhan Zaidi, who I had uh, a lot of a lot of faith in when he was hired, turns out he's trash too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Giants hired Gabe Kapler to be their manager this week. And the fan base was not happy. And Gabe Kapler is known for covering up a sexual assault uh, when he was with the Dodgers organization. Not great. Not a great dude. Bad dude. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, read a great... I read several articles about this particular incident. And, uh, yeah, Gabe Kapler basically... His answer to... A underage girl being informing the uh, team that she had been assaulted by two players was maybe you should come have dinner with them. Weird, right? Maybe you should see them again. <laughs> like if you're a victim, that's not what, that's not that's not exactly the person you want to see, or I mean, the people you want to see. Who doesn't love seeing the person who uh, assaulted and harmed them? That's always my favorite thing. Yeah. So the Giants are trash. Uh, this is a terrible move. I don't even care about from a baseball standpoint. I don't give a shit what Gabe Kapler is, has done or is capable of doing as a manager of baseball. I just think this is a terrible, terrible decision. Like, they could literally get fucking anybody, and I'd be happier. <laughs> just someone who hasn't done something terrible. That's where the bar is. <laughs> Just That's where the bar is. Not fucking this is awful. an organization that, like, Charles Johnson, their majority owner, he donated to Donald Trump in 2016. I hear that guy is really cool. I hear Donald <laughs> Trump is so awesome. <laughs> My understanding is that he really believes that immigrants and people of color are, like, important. Right. And then, and then because he didn't get enough blowback, or because he doesn't care about whatever blowback he got from that, he decided last year to donate to a white supremacist campaign. Uh, remember that super PAC that he donated oh, to? Oh, yeah. Oh, you, to- you told me about we, this. We yeah. talked about yeah. this last uh, yeah. about a year ago yeah. on this podcast. And then CEO Larry Bear. It's like VP CEO. It doesn't fucking matter what Larry Bear is. Honestly, <laughs> if that guy fucking... He's trash. He, he put his hands off. on, he put his hands on his matter. wife yeah. in public. And they, they allowed him to keep his job. They brought him back mid-season. They snuck him in there like, oh, Larry Bear's back. Meh. Yay! Yeah, the Giants are trash. I'm not watching next year. Uh, you shouldn't either. There are far more things to invest in. In life. Your time and your money. Than to a team like this. Or an organiz- any organization like this. Uh, I'm going to drag ESPN. So ESPN spent the entire day of Disney Plus being launched shilling for Disney Plus. Did you watch Mandalorian, though? 
What? You watch The Mandalorian, though? I don't have Disney+. Plus. Shit's bomb, dude. I'm sure it's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I literally just shulked for them. <laughs> you did. You did. Uh, I actually sorry. thought about doing a bit today where, like, anytime someone would say something, you'd be like, did you uh, watch that on Disney+, Plus, the didn't new have, streaming service you that you to. can get? It was going to happen <laughs> organically through me the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, so basically ESPN is the place that has been told they're going to stip, stick to sports, only sports. Right. And they spent the whole day of Disney Plus being launched promoting Disney Plus. They did play that a clip of The Mandalorian sports. on Monday Night Football <laughs> this week. That's not sports. That is not sports. That's all I got. Like, oh, that's... fuck ESPN, like, just sort of in general. Okay. It's just a drag. I also do want to throw out there that it's been a lot harder for me to, like, find good reporting and interesting things to read about in sports now, now that, that Deadspin doesn't gone. exist. And everyone else is like, I don't know, I like the thing about the sports part. Yeah, dude. Without Deadspin and with Sports Illustrated being a shell of its former self right now and uh, Vice, Vice Sports has been dead for, like, six months... Uh, the landscape's a little rough. It's a little thin, yeah. Yeah. I gotta form my own takes. It's so hard for me to have my own opinions. I mean, I always did, but I, you know, these publications allowed me the information to craft more. <laughs> well, at least there was someone who was actively being paid to go find those things yeah. and care about them. And then tell me those things, and also the things that I cared about. You know, sometimes you have a dissenting opinion, and you're like, is this worthwhile? And then you you know, you know, hit up like Deadspin or something, and you go, oh, fuck. They were thinking the thing I was thinking. Yeah. Right. I'm not fucking batshit insane yeah. after all. At least somebody Thank else you, was paying Deadspin. attention. Like, oh, yeah, that was now that super doesn't, bad. Now that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just like left to my own devices to be like, Shit, is this problematic or am I overreacting? Mike McWilliams caught four touchdowns, and every time he threw up a sign that indicates that white people are the only adequate race. Yeah. that's Those three touchdowns were very important. Let's go over to John to talk about those three <laughs> touchdowns. I feel like that take, I can figure out if that's bad. <laughs> I feel like I could figure that one out pretty easily. If a dude was doing uh what what is it the uh the the, the okay. okay like how do they how do they take like that's okay away? Like that's fucking sucks. Do you remember the 2018 uh July 4th Mariners game? 2014 July 2018 July 4th Mariners game that we went to. Uh with all of our dear friends. We're all we're sitting in the club. Oh, yeah. Like, no, yes, I do. It yeah. was wild. It was weird. Yeah. We got yelled um, at because one of our idiot friends kept cursing. It happens. Uh, there was a kid who, I think it was like during like a dance cam or whatever. Sure. This, like, I would say 13-year-old chubby white kid. He's like, just kind of like, Yeah, whatever camera's on him he looks shocked he goes <gasps> immediately does this and i'm doing i'm doing the okay white power thing and i was just like I'm a f- what section is he <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i'm a 
I'm about to hit a 13-year-old. Like, I was, like, legit mad. But no one else, like, no one else that we were around understood what that was. I certainly don't remember that And clearly the cameraman didn't pan away, so he didn't know either. It felt like it was literally me and this fucking kid (laughs) (laughs) knew exactly what that meant. And I was just like, ooh, I want to hit a child. (laughs) It seems like a child who deserved to be punched. I probably wouldn't hit him, obviously. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't have approached him either. I was just that mad at the time. I was like, who else saw that fucking bullshit? And I look around, everyone's just kind of like, whatever, you know? And I'm like, fuck! <laughs> I'm too online! <laughs> I know what that shit means! <laughs> I don't know what this has to do with anything. It was just a fun anecdote. No, I mean, it's, well, it's, it's, it is annoying that we live in like what is hypothetically some sort of progressive utopia. That everyone is better for. Just be regular racist. (laughs) It's not hard. Just, if you're going to be racist, be regular racist so I can, like, go, oh, shit, you're a racist. Don't be hidden racist. That's just weird. It makes it hard to shame you and ruin your life openly. Yeah. 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 People who can fuck off this week. (laughs) Mm, People who can fuck (laughs) off this week. Uh, number one, Don Cherry, for reasons we have covered. Yeah. Uh, Dan Snyder. Okay. Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen. He is the president of the uh, Washington Football Racists. Yeah. Uh, Nick Bosa. Yeah, if, he, if, if you're a 49er fan, I want you to... It's okay to not care about Nick Bosa. Fuck Nick Bosa. If Nick Bosa didn't exist, I'd be perfectly fine with that scenario. If it means that we have to give back our eight whole wins, I would give back the eight <laughs> fucking wins not to have Nick Bosa. Fuck on Nick Bosa. I totally would. Each, he got a, he got shit. a lot of airtime about like on Monday Night Football, like Just look at how good thing. he is. Yeah, look at how good Nick. he's doing. Like, yeah, fuck that guy. Cares, man. Like, fuck, fuck off. Donald man. Trump and Nick Bosa. They can both eat a pile of shit. They are eight times over. Every single one of them is the worst. Um, Tell me about Greg Easterbrook. Ah, Greg, haughty dipshit. Greg Easterbrook. Greg Easterbrook quite literally tried to dunk on uh, Deadspins being closed down. Yeah, by everyone claiming, who does that, never it never works out yeah. for them. <laughs> he tried to claim that he literally invented the idea of combining sports coverage and political and or cultural coverage. My man invented the Olympics. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Easterbrook, shout out to um, a racist white man for inventing um, alternative news coverage, I guess. <laughs> Look, like, Greg Easterbrook, is like, he's like trying to like be happy that Deadspin is shut down all right, so hang on. Let's go ahead and like try and work through this as far as Greg Oosterbrook's line of thinking goes. He invents, like literally invents, the idea of covering both sports and also right. other stuff. Yeah. So the the first person ever covered Jackie Robinson, like honestly, they they can go fuck themselves. Exactly. Because Greg yeah. Easterbrook is a time traveler. And Greg Easterbrook <laughs> figured all of this out. Like, you, like, the 
fact that you mentioned that like Gre- Jackie Robinson was the first ever black person in baseball. Greg Easterbrook already did that. <laughs> <laughs> already brought that up. Already uh, covered that. <laughs> and then a web a website occurs that does that same thing. Right. The child of Greg Easterbrook invented Deadspin. Invented Deadspin. Damn, my man's not even has never been on the masthead. That's fucking. He's never been an editor or a reporter or done anything. In fact, they often dunk on him for being having... What is, what is Greg East, Greg Easterbrook known for? What is his... Tuesday never... morning quarterback. That sounds terrible. It's not great. It's a 15-page column that he used to write that... I remember trying to read it. Is it all narrative garbage and not like any It's mostly reporting? narrative garbage, yes. Tuesday morning quarterback. I'm going to fucking look it up right now. And let's see the what... The one thing I will give him credit for is he always hated the idea of punting. And punting in football is bad. But it was mostly just like, let's talk about football. And also, did I have a beer recently? Let's talk about that too. I hate that uh, the headline so far that Greg Easterbrook has written, like... Not only I find inoffensive, but like some of which I agree with. <laughs> this is He's taking actually me down. Not the worst. He wrote, "The NFL should allow marijuana as a painkiller," and I'm like, "Well, fuck!" I was hoping for something more problematic than that. No. And then his, his next one is football announcing is behind the times. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, he's the thing about Greg Easterbrook is he's not wrong. He's just fucking boring. Okay, okay. See, I like, was just, I was imagining he was problematic. No, like he's he's fine. Like he doesn't actually have bad shit to say. He's just fucking haughty. He's just a haughty asshole about it. Yeah. And he thinks he's the only person who ever had this idea. Right. And now that it's his idea, it's the newest thing and everyone should adhere to it. Okay. Even though frequently other people have had the same thing and then he shows like and again then he shows up to the death of Deadspin and be like, I basically came up with the idea of Deadspin ahead of time. I hated every single person who pulled up at the end of Deadspin to, like, take a shot. Like, just garbage. David Portnoy. Literally. David Portnoy is a fucking asshole. Everyone at Barstool. Um, everyone who reads Barstool. Honestly, if you read Barstool, you're actually worse than the people who write Barstool. That's actually true, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, they're dum-dums writing dum-dum shit, but you're the mega dum-dum who reads dum-dum shit. Like, eh, not great. Not a great look. No, you are you are the idiot. Yeah, you're definitely the joke in this scenario. Reevaluate um, the way you think about everything. Because I imagine if your sports takes are this bad, then your political takes... Oof. I don't even want to talk they about it. They cannot be good. <laughs> I'm not even interested in hearing at this point. Uh, any any uh, any thoughts on the uh, impeachment hearing today? <laughs> <laughs> is the wildest segue that I've ever segued into. I have no thoughts on Directed the impeachment hearing. Directed it right hearings. at you and just like fired it like pow, like out of um, nowhere. Me I have no direct thoughts because I haven't heard any of the testimony, but I do very much hate our shit president. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Donald Trump. He's awful. And fuck the San Francisco, France and ah, San Francisco. San Francisco Giants. Yeah, not great. 
Not a great organization. No, it turns out they're very bad. I mean, the Rockies are also bad for what it's worth, but they'll figure. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're less bad on like a different. They're like bad on a different scale. Like <laughs> the Giants at this point are like atrociously bad. They're not not great. The CEO attacked his wife. Bob. Bob, have we checked in on their greatness? Bob says they're not great. Bob says they're not great. Yeah, Bob said that. Not great, Bob. <laughs> not great. Yeah. So we've got a basketball game that's happening right now. We have uh, Golden State and the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers are only up 14-13, so. Yeah, give it a second. So we have editorial content coming up. We do, uh, This is yes. a brand new wing of All Sports Are Bad. This is a... Un, this is uncharted territory for us. We have, so we're going to drop a piece, hopefully soon. We have to finish up edit, editing issues with it. But, on Medium, we will put out an article about the unwritten rules of baseball. Awesome. So, check it out. Like, follow us on Medium. We'll hopefully be able to do more stuff like this in the near future. And, uh, yeah. All sports are bad. A multimedia powerhouse? I think so. I think we might actually be. Well, because it's... Podcast is one media. That's one. And then writing is two. So that's... Mul- that's two media. That's multi. That's a multi... We're, we're a multimedia powerhouse. Jesus. The power. <laughs> <laughs> the absolute power. I feel I am drunk with power. Mostly with booze. But also power. <laughs> we do so many things. But yeah, keep your eyes out for. Uh, actually, I'm gonna let me see if I can find the. This might not be the actual headline, but I'll. We're gonna plug a fake headline. <laughs> the current headline: Thirteen bad rules and the meatheads who enforce them. Thirteen bad baseball rules and the meathead that heads that enforce them is a better C- uh, SEO. Well, the subtitle is The Unwritten Rules of Baseball. But you want the baseball up top. All right, god damn Just it. I'm putting it in there. I'm Jesus sorry. Christ. I got to fucking SEO you right now. Like, this is... I'm sorry. I ruined it's it. It's fine. I know. It makes, the, it, it makes it in an objectively worse headline, but better for SEO. Well, Which is our... what being an, a media conglomerate is all about. <laughs> Well, well, now the headline is 13 Bad Baseball Rules and the Meatheads Who Enforce Them. Fucking music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You can find us on Twitter at All Sports Are Bad. That is at Patrick JCS. I am at Wildly Pointless. You can listen to us on what you're listening to us on right now. Probably iTunes. Maybe SoundCloud. A little Spotify. Google Play. Eh. I don't know. <laughs> I keep putting it on there. I keep put, can putting it on there, though. <laughs> Stitcher is also a thing. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard of it or used it. Nor I've do I know anyone who has. And used it, but that's the person who looks at our metrics. It's not great, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't spend your time admiring that home run that you hit. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) In reference to our upcoming editorial content. (laughs) 
and I just kind of scrolled down on this whole deal. Anyway, I'm sorry to the 1998 Denver Broncos. High levels of disrespect on my behalf. Congratulations on beating the Falcons and and the, the, the Packers the year before. It's not your fault that they would have kicked the shit out of the 49ers. We would fucking trounce them. <laughs> that is unlikely, sir. You didn't even make it to the playoffs. We did make it to the playoffs. Yeah, but you didn't make it very far. Made it to the NFC You lost game. to the Falcons. NFC title game is pretty far. All right, you know what? Bye, internet. <laughs> I'm mad now.